So going back to when the pandemic started, it, it didn't go the way I, I thought it was going to. I, I remember that I had this night early on. Remember when we kind of knew that it was gonna, this was not going to be over in a week? And I had this night where I realized, I, I thought, I, I'm going to have all this time on my hands. Like, I'm not going to have any, I'm going to have no scout meetings at night. You know, those, those are going away. And no community organizing meetings and uh, no band boosters, no church meetings, none of it. And so I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I'm so used to being busy. What am I going to do with all this time? And so I thought to myself, oh, oh, I'm gonna, I, there's this whole series of books I was going to read. So I put them out underneath the, uh, under, I have a stand out in our living room. So I put all the books out there and I was going to read through all of those books. And I downloaded a ton of video games because I thought, this is my chance to play video games. <laughs> The pandemic was not, did not turn out for me that like I expected. Those books still sit underneath the, uh, in, out in the living room, and I played zero of the video games. Um, do you remember the Groundhog Day experience where you would get up every day and it was exactly like the previous one? Time lost meaning. And I would just sit and I, and I would work late into the night, and it was bad. It was bad trying to shepherd a flock that was scattered, and we were all scared, and having very little idea of what we could do next. There was, everything kind of just seemed to be out of control. And I, and I could just kind of feel my life slipping away. All of us experienced a little bit of that. And I want to just say, once again, for the teachers out there, how much they have gone through in the last couple of years, how difficult it was for them as well. May God bless them for what they're doing, what, what, what they did. Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. So we're starting this short series on what is sacred. And the one thing we're going to be thinking about today is about time. And that all kind of starts by naming a few, a few things, or maybe it's just your one thing, that are really important to you. So whether you're here, I would shout it out here, and if you're online, put it into the chat, chat. What are the things that are really important to you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Friendship. Friendship. That's, that's important. Kids. Family, kids, absolutely. Service to others. Justice. 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 I'm out of rocks. How about your health? Yeah. Yeah. Taking care of your health. And if you don't if you don't have that, other things can't happen. We have these things in our lives, these 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 things that we say have value to us. And 
the, these rocks, these are a bunch of the things that in your life that are important and they contribute to the living the life that you want. And we also have some things that, like if you want health, there are certain things that you have to do. Like what is something, brushing your teeth, right? If you, if you, if you want good health, you've got to brush your teeth. So what are some other things that you have to do that kind of support some of the big goals? Okay, exercise. Yeah, yeah, Frank, a little exercise. So, yeah. What else do you, like, what else do you need to do to support these things? Stay connected. Stay connected. Right. If you, yeah, if you value family and friendships and things like that, and, but you don't reach out to people, they, they, those will drift. They do. And this is the fun one. Okay. This is the mundane minutia of stuff that you just, this is dusting. I hate dusting. It is, if I didn't have to dust another thing for the rest of my life, I'd be okay with that. What are some of the mundane things in your life that fill up your time? Oh, you're so also focused. Car maintenance. Yes. Okay. What else you got? Netflix. Oh, but Netflix is nice. <laughs> that's a, that's a, um, okay. Yeah. So Netflix, just media consumption in general. What else? Um, Letting the dogs in and letting the dogs out. Oh. <laughs> if they just had opposable thumbs, things would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's all these things. I have, you know, like you get up in the morning, setting the coffee maker. Yeah, I want the coffee in the morning, but seriously, it's just a mundane thing that you got to do, right? There's so much in life that does that, and it can fill up an incredible amount of, to of time. So... Your life, see, oh, the jar over there. So you only have so much time in your life. And you spend that time presumably doing the things that you want to, that, that really they express the values that you have in your li life. Because if what you're actually spending your time on doesn't go toward these things, if you have a disconnect there, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem with you. You will see break. You, you will find things breaking down in your life. How many times have I heard parents talk about how they are so frustrated because their job takes them away from their family, then their kids, and they feel like they're seeing that time slip away? How many people they had this adventure that they always wanted to do in their life? And they're so frustrated because they, they won, they don't, maybe they don't have the vacation time to do it. Or you get older and you put it off until it's too late. You can't do that thing anymore. And this, this is always one that I, I hear people talk about, though, that there was this thing that they really wanted to do, this career that they really wanted to have, but they didn't do the training for that and then you get to a point in your life where you're so busy with other things where you feel like you can't do it. You feel trapped where you're at. That's, that's a real feeling for a lot of people. Or people who look at their self and they look at their health and they think, well, you know, I really do need to eat better and I, I need to exercise. But when is there time to do that? You, you know what I'm talking about. It's, these are, all of us go through this kind of stuff. And it's about choosing how to spend the time that you, that you have, the days that you have to live passionately doing what 
you love. You know what time it is, how, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep? For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. As we got going today, you know, we talked about kaleidoscopes and how a kaleidoscope takes what is normal. Like, you know, you can take a picture of Tupperware and through a kaleidoscope, it will become amazing and beautiful. It transforms it. And that's what we're going to be doing in this series. We're going to be looking at what is normal and ordinary in our lives. And we're going to talk about making it sacred. Looking at it in a different way. Because here's the truth. No one can tell you what is sacred. No minister, no religious leader, nobody can tell you what is sacred because you and I, we get to choose what is sacred. We get to choose. We get to choose about how we claim the moments of this life, the opportunities that we have. We get to look at the things in our life that we claim, that we claim have value to us, and we get to claim, do we actually make those sacred? Do we give them priority? That's your God-given right. You get to choose that. So if you value family, you get to choose whether or not it's sacred that you will be willing to give it priority in your life. And what the language of faith, what religion can do, is kind of help you transform how you look at your time. It can help you declare that the things in your, your life that are sacred to you in a way that has a power that is greater. It means, this is how it kind of works out for me. It makes, makes that I can say to myself, yeah, I really need to take more time to exercise. Or... I can say, my workout time is sacred. There's a difference. The traditions of faith can be a kaleidoscope changing how we look at our lives. So let's lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's change and make, the transform and make a transformation that guards us from squandering our time, the days that we've been given. And a lot of that depends on the kind of person that you are. Um, I'm one of those people who needs a routine. I, this may not be you, but this is me. I need a checklist. I have daily routines that I go to, daily rituals. And I know this about myself. If I don't keep my rituals, make them sacred. Those rhythms, I, I emotionally, physically, spiritually, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. And so for me, years ago, I adapted the ancient Christian idea that Benedict of Nursia, a person who lived around the year 500, that he had a thing that he called the order of the hours. And so I've adapted that in my life. Now, my family may roll their eyes a little bit at me for my compulsive need for, of, of lists. But when it comes down to it, no matter what kind of person that you are, you have to make a decision about mindfully how you use the time that you're given. 
And it works like this. If you take the time that you've got, and it's the minutiae, you concentrate on the, the little things. Making sure that you get to that dusting first thing because that is really important. If you spend your, spend your time worried about that minutiae, it will fill up the, the space that's given to it. It will, that's its nature. And you think, you know, okay, I need to work a little bit on, well, I need to do the exercise, I need to brush those teeth, I need to do those things that kind of support those ideas generally. So you do those things too, you add that in there. And then you add your rocks, you know, the things that you say you value. Family. Your health. Name another one. Justice. It doesn't work. It does not fit. But when you declare things as sacred, and you declare that there are things in your life that have to be, and you look and you say, you know what? I have to do, I have to change the way I'm going to do things to, so that I have relationships with my family. You see that the world needs justice, and you say, you know what? I am going to work for justice. I, I know it takes time. I know it does. It puts me in places. I'm going to work for justice. I'm going to value my health. I'm going to take that adventure because I want my life to have meaning. I want my story to be one that's a good story to tell. And you put those things in first. And then you take all those little things that you need to do to add, add to your life, to, to make those things happen. You brush your teeth. You make the travel plans that you need to make. And then you take the mundane, all the other stuff that needs to happen, and you prioritize that last. And a human life can hold it. Jesus said, choose that one thing. Make those things that you value and put them in first, and they won't be taken from you because you declared them as sacred and important. The teaching of our faith guards us, guards our lives with an, with an armor from squandering the days and the time that we're given. Jesus calls us to a way of living that puts important things first. The practices of prayer, prayer and mindfulness help us to know what we need to do to support those values. And then all of the rest of the mundane stuff can find its place. And this is how sacred time works. This is how you make decisions about how you live your life, a full and abundant life that God wants for you. It's the language of faith that we share with one another that frames our choices for how to live the days we have and to give us a sense of shalom, of peace, of fullness.
Will you pray with me? Lord, teach me the sacred language of sacred time so that I may live the days that I have passionately. May, I, may the life that I have bring more light, a sense of justice, mercy, and compassion into this world. And may we continue praying by rising together in song. Please rise. Thank you.